Welcome to the podcast. My name is Aaron Mac. Today we are going to speak about, um, pretty much, it's going to be about today's podcast is a lot of videos, maybe some news, um, and a lot of emails. So let's get into it. Uh, this is the Living Journey Podcast um, with your host, Armac. Alright, we have 52 videos. Um, we might play some tomorrow because we have an hour. Um, less, I'm actually 59 minutes from now. We gotta get the heck out of here. So, bear with us as we try to play all of them. Alright, so Matt Gates has been a hot topic lately. So, here's the latest stuff from Matt Gates. From Newsmax. Um, this is from last week. I haven't done videos for a week already, so I apologize. Not just your career, but your life. Establishment uni party of the ruling class in Washington wants you gone. And they will stop at nothing to destroy you. Not just your career, but your life. Look at what's happening now with Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. Now, I have no idea if the allegations against him are true or not, that he traveled with an underage girl and even paid for sex with her, violating federal sex trafficking laws. That's what they say he's under investigation for. Here's what I do know. If his name was Butterfield, DeFazio, or Golden, all current Democrat congressmen you've probably never heard of, Matt Gates wouldn't be in this mess, at least not as publicly as he is now. You see, the media protects Democrats and actively looks to attack high-profile Trump Republicans. The media doesn't care about any potential victims here. They only care about this that Matt Gates is an outspoken, unabashed Trump ally. Some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fire. Let's get our best team together and go whip the establishment. The U.S. government may be one of the biggest human traffickers in the world. Everyone in Washington knows that every time Kamala Harris shakes the hand of Joe Biden, she's checking his pulse. All right, so that kind of tough talk put a target on his back, and the left wants him punished for all of that. Not his alleged sexual escapades. Again, the allegations, if they're true, he should pay the price. But let's let the investigation play out. But after what happened with the DOJ and the New York Times pushing the bogus Trump-Russia collusion story, I don't have much faith in the New York Times anymore or the Department of Justice. And here we are once again with the Department of Justice leaking salacious allegations to the New York Times. That should be a big story. That alone, the leaks, is criminal activity that needs to be investigated, but it's not. Instead, the media glorifies these leaks. Not surprisingly, leaks we only see when it comes to conservatives. It harms reputations, um, and it also leads, I think, the American people to believe there's a two-tiered system of justice where only Republicans are, you know, gone after by the Department of Justice, and, you know, Democrats seem to get a free skate. 
Well, that's Matt Whitaker, obviously. And don't forget, Matt Gates categorically denies the allegations. I mean, categorically denies them. So what does the media do? Dig up more dirt on him. That a single guy took nude photos of girlfriends and then showed them to colleagues. Now, that is certainly bad form. It's not behavior suited for a gentleman. And even more importantly, a reminder not to take nude photos, right? All of it, though, is designed to force Gates out of office. But the media shouldn't be the ones deciding that. The outcome of the investigation should. And then you have Fox News, right? Folding to the cries of the left-wing media outrage that Gates approached several networks looking for work at outlets like, yes, Newsmax, OAN, and even Fox. And Fox issued a statement about that, saying, quote, no one with any level of authority has had conversations with Matt Gates for any of our platforms, and we have no interest in hiring him. Now, Fox, that's pretty harsh. When Gates is only accused right now and hasn't been charged, much less convicted of anything, especially for the network that made Gates a conservative star. Calling Gates a frequent contributor at Fox is an understatement. Congressman Matt Gates. Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. Matt Gates. Congressman, great to see you tonight. Matt Gates joins us now. Congressman, thank you for being on with us today. Representative Matt Gates is with me now. Florida Congressman Matt Gates. All right, good evening, Congressman. Joining me now is Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Well, Fox says we'd never hire him. You put him on TV nearly every night. Come on. So it's now being reported that one of Gates' longtime aides has resigned. Not a good sign for Gates, clearly. Giving the media, of course, a field day. Now, we don't know the details of that resignation. The point to all of this is, wait for the facts. I know it's a novel idea, right? Then decide the punishment. But when it comes to Trump conservatives, certainly Trump himself, well, the left and the media henchmen out there working for the left level the punishment first. All while too often making up its own facts as it goes along. For more on this, I want to bring in Professor Emeritus at Harvard Law and Newsmax analyst, also the host of the podcast, The Durst Show. Alan Dershowitz is here. Professor, great to see you. Thank you. Great to see you. Let's get the facts straight, though. The investigation of the congressman began under the Trump administration. But what happened is, under the Biden administration, the Justice Department leaked the material improperly. If they leaked grand jury material, that was clearly a crime. But we know they leaked material. Now, he is not a, he is a subject, not a target of the investigation. And there are Justice Department rules that you do not leak information about subjects. Subjects may end up just being witnesses. And remember, this is a very complicated case. There are really three investigations. Number one, there is an allegation of sex with a 17-year-old, which would be a serious federal crime. Second, there are allegations of paying for sex by adults, something the federal government almost never prosecutes, except if it's part of a large trafficking ring. And third, there's his allegation that it was an attempt to extort him, and apparently the FBI had his father wear a wire. So there are these three re-investigations, related in some respects, unrelated in others, and we shouldn't be knowing about it. We shouldn't know about it until he becomes 
a target if he becomes a target until there's an indictment. But there was a leak, and that ought to be investigated. The New York Times should not be given information about ongoing investigations like this. Well, that's where I'm with you. I don't mind the investigations. Have them under Trump, under Biden, whatever. But don't leak them to the public and certainly don't use them to persecute people for their political beliefs. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, as always, great having you on the program. Thank you. Thank you. With Canva, design Meanwhile, let's talk about Budad Judge. He rides a bike to work. Busted fake staging, staging a fake bike ride to work. Um, to work for CNN. Something that is going to follow him around like uh, Chris Matthews with a thrill down the leg moment. This is his thrill down the leg moment. He got busted, Mayor Pete, trying to pull something here. And I don't know exactly why he would do something like this, but he did it. Exposed Pete Buttigieg. I know he's Secretary of Transportation now, but everyone still calls him. Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg parks fleet of SUVs near the White House, unloads bike, and rides a block to work. Now, I got a couple videos of this we'll look at in just a minute, but let's just go through the story a little bit so we have some context and background, and then we'll watch the exciting videos. You know, this is what made me share this video is look at the precautions he's taking, by the way. Uh, he's, He's wearing a suit. He's got the helmet on. You know, I've been riding bikes my whole life. I've never worn a bike helmet. I'll never wear a bike helmet. And then I noticed he's got this thing on his ankle. Looks like an ankle bracelet. <laughs> you know, like a, you know somebody that's out on bail or something. But uh, he's, he's being safe. He's being safe. In case you don't, you know, see all the people around him in his entourage riding with him, he's got this on. In the daytime, by the way. How strange. And there's more, too. But let's go through this. Politicians in general. This is, by the way, from TrendingPolitics.com, this story. Politicians in general are some of the most fake, phony, and pathetic people to walk the planet. That's true. Unless their name is Trump or Matt Gates, Right? And a few others. Jim Jordan. Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's some good ones out there, but the rest of them, you know. And Secretary of Transportation, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, His most recent action proves that he is no different. On Thursday, Buttigieg rode his bike to a cabinet meeting in what we now believe to be an environmental photo op. Remember, he he wants to tax us by the mile. He wants to turn all of our cars into taxi cabs, our private cars into taxi cabs, where we pay a tax to the government for every mile we drive. Buttigieg appeared to be riding his bike to work. However, hidden camera footage was later released showing his security personnel unloading his bike. He doesn't even take his own bike out. He's got, he's got uh, security people taking his bike out. From a gas-guzzling SUV just a block from the White House, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg biked to the White House for today's cabinet meeting, it would appear, reported CNN's D.J. Judd who caught Buttigieg. So CNN was reporting, look, Mayor Pete's riding his bike to work. He rode his bike one block. And you wonder, did CNN notice this? So let's go down. There's, there's um, 
couple short videos, then I have a longer video we'll watch of it. Now, here we go. There's Mayor Pete. He's got a flashing, flashing light, traffic safety. Any of you guys ever have a light like that on your bicycle? Helmet. So, you know, hey, one block in a city that's, by the way, completely shut down. There's no one driving around in front of the White House. It's all shut down. But he's got the light. He's got the helmet. He's got this little reflective thing where an ankle monitor would go on a someone out on bail. See, here you go. He's taking all this, a lot of safety. And I, I don't know what this guy's doing. Is he giving him directions to make sure he gets the right angle for the CNN camera crew to catch this fraud? Oh, my goodness. There he goes. Mayor Pete. A block. He's going. There he goes. There he's got it. There, yeah, there's a security guy riding along. There he is. Riding to work. Followed by the gas-guzzling SUV. Just a block. He's saving the planet, right? Oh, my gosh. What, what a joke. You know, you got to wonder, is he embarrassed? He's probably not embarrassed. And let's see. Oh, here we got, here we got someone who caught a little bit of it. From his car, Mayor Pete drove, uh, well, rode by him, I guess. He didn't drive, he rode by on the bike. There he goes, Mayor Pete. Did you get that? There he goes. Oh, my goodness. With his security guy behind. And now we got a longer version here where we get to see a little more detail. Look at this. Here, Here's his security guy taking the bike off. Here's his other security guy. Where's Mayor Pete? He's not even there yet. Oh, is that him? That's him. He's always putting his gloves on, too. Boy, this is a lot of prep for a one-block bike ride. He's got... Are those biker... I don't know about these bikes. Is that a biker glove that he's wearing? I didn't know he ride it in Got a block to go. Unreal. Alright. <clears throat> so that's Mayor Pete. Next. Um. Let's speak about the woke companies. Here we go with Greg Kelly. We should never give in to the mob. Never give in to the mob. Just a person or a corporation. And corporations are given in left and right. They just want to curry favor with the woke police. You see all these corporations threatening to leave Georgia or saying really critical things about the new Georgia law for voting that most of them, actually, I don't think any of them have actually read this. It's 92 pages. It's actually very, very reasonable. It's hard to get through. But when you do, you see that they're... ID requirements for absentee voting and slight adjustments to who and who cannot bring you water while you're waiting online to vote. Everybody will have plenty to drink. This is a reasonable law. But the woke police have struck, and corporate America is scared. Let's start with Coca-Cola. Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, this legislation is unacceptable. 
uh, it is a step backwards uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Okay, well, let me be clear, Mr. Quincy. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't read the law. You're giving in to the woke police. But if you're going to weigh in on controversial political issues, I guess we can weigh in on controversial issues concerning Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola, well, where do we begin? They've been sued by plenty of people, including by members of the community of color. We're losing more people to the suites than to the streets. Why two black pastors are suing Coca-Cola. Very interesting lawsuit from a couple of years back. Uh, two ministers, and they cited this. In the District of Columbia, more people die of diabetic-related illnesses than from murder, cancer, and AIDS combined. And they had grave concerns about how Coca-Cola was marketing itself as harmless but it can lead to obesity and lots of problems. That's Pastor William Lamar. He was involved in the lawsuit. How about this? Absolutely no nutritional value in most of their drinks. Once again, soda tied to higher risk of early death from WebMD. Um, we all know this, right? How about this little reminder, a little PSA that ran here in New York City? Does this sound familiar? You grab a mid-morning soda, a sweetened tea at lunch, a frozen coffee drink in the afternoon, and a couple of sodas at dinner. Seems harmless enough. But that many sugary drinks a day can add up to a lot of extra sugar. And all that sugar can bring on serious health problems, including obesity, which causes type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even some cancers. So don't drink yourself sick. Go with water, seltzer, fat-free milk, or unsweetened teas instead. Great reminder, huh? Again, I think that they could maybe tweak their products, make them healthier, than weighing in on legislation and laws that they really have no business talking about, giving in to the woke police. A prominent Democrat, I think, might just agree with me on this, at least on the Coca-Cola part. Remember Mike Bloomberg? The best science tells us that sugary drinks are a leading cause of obesity. The Board of Health's limit on the serving size of sugary drinks does not limit anyone's consumption. It just requires them to think about whether they really want more than 16 ounces. With so many people contracting diabetes and heart disease, with so many children who are overweight and obese, with so many poor neighborhoods suffering the worst of this epidemic, we believe it is reasonable and responsible to draw a line the line was they wanted to ban 16-ounce um, servings of these sugary drinks. Kind of a crazy idea. I didn't like it. I kind of want the option. But um, it does kind of serve as a reminder that what Coca-Cola and other beverage companies, well, let's stick with Coca-Cola, this is not a good product, okay? It can really harm you. And when they're not selling that stuff, what are they doing? Apparently, they're treating their employees in the most hostile way. Here's another headline. Very puzzling, right? Coca-Cola asks its workers to be less white to fight racism. This is a big story just a few weeks ago. So, again, Coca-Cola, I would stay out of it. If you really want to play this game, I think you might lose. Yes, even somebody big and powerful like Coca-Cola, they can lose this fight. And they should, by the way. Let's go to Delta Airlines now. They shot off their big mouth about all this. I need to make it crystal clear. Did you notice the other guy said crystal clear, too? The final bill is unacceptable and does not match Delta's values. Wow, Delta Airlines and their values. Again, Delta, do me a favor, like Coke, this is not your business. You know what your business is? Moving people. 
and flying airplanes. Safely, we'd prefer. This is when you ran a plane off the runway. Not 10 years ago, but last month, two months ago, huh? How about this? When your engine caught fire, all right? This is bad stuff. This is the kind of stuff that you guys should be paying attention to. And I think you should retreat everybody with respect, including your Muslim passengers and employees. May we see that headline, please? Delta fine for discriminating against Muslim passengers. And let's face it, we've all been uh, delayed. Uh, I have been many times Delta Airlines. Apparently they're not too with their passengers when it's their fault. Here are a bunch of maroon passengers, and they don't even want to hand out hotel vouchers. to go back because let's face it sooner or later things are going to open up and we'll go on those crowded planes again huh they're no fun delta airlines coca-cola others i suggest you stay out of this you're giving in to the woke mob and it's not working your passengers and the people who drink coca-cola don't agree with you on this stuff um and by the way you know who else doesn't agree because there's so much fake news about uh this georgia law even the fake news, they're pointing out that Joe Biden and others have misrepresented what's in this law. Uh, one small portion, Biden falsely claims the new Georgia law ends voting hours early. It doesn't. But that doesn't prevent Joe Biden from trying to score political points. Let's bring this back to uh, Atlanta. Baseball. How does this figure into the equation? Listen to this, please. I'm here to announce that Major League Baseball has awarded the 2021 All-Star Game to the Atlanta Braves in the city of Atlanta. Beautiful moment. They've been working on that for years. That's May of 2019. Atlanta got the All-Star Game. And the All-Star Game is a big deal. People come in from all over the world, actually, to see the All-Star Game. Doesn't matter to a guy like Joe Biden who's just trying to score more political points and achieve more power. What do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their all-star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. <laughs> strongly support moving the all-star game from Atlanta. This is not presidential. A president would sidestep this issue, all right? The normal president that Joe Biden promised to be. And he's praising these athletes and what they're doing. How do you feel? How do most people feel? We all know that the politicization of sports is threatening to ruin sports, this kind of stuff. Nobody likes it, but Joe Biden does because he's so woke. People look to them, they're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these, in these various sports. And it's just not right. Would you cut the crap? I'm sorry I said that, but 
He's laying it on so thick. This is not Joe Biden, okay? He's not woke. He's not hip. They're telling him what to say. This is the real Joe Biden, especially on matters of race. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. You'd have to go back to before the Civil War to find a president who said such racist things publicly. Unbelievable. And this is Woke Joe who just warms his heart when he sees those displays on the basketball court. I don't think so. You know what I'm ready for? Some Trump truth. You are fake news. The kneeling, the protesting, um, Joe Biden loves it all. Donald Trump didn't, and I think you agree, and I agree, and I think most of Americans are where Donald Trump was on this issue, and where he is now, nobody could speak, would speak, the truth like this. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! That owner... They don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country. Because that's a total disrespect of our heritage. That's a total disrespect of everything that we stand for. Thousand percent, huh? Joe Biden wants to see the all-star game move. Don't you miss him? I do, too. Hey, I'm Meanwhile, we continue talking about the woke companies. Here we go with Marco Rubio. With the Chinese Communist Party, the same Chinese Communist Party that is committing genocide against Uyghur Muslims inside of China. So I look forward to a letter today from their CEO telling everyone that what the Chinese Communist Party is doing with genocide is unacceptable. I look forward to that letter saying that genocide does not reflect the values of Delta Airlines. Of course, they're not going to send that letter, nor is Coca-Cola, nor is any of these other corporations that are out there proving to are, because they are woke corporate hypocrites. That's what they are. They're woke corporate hypocrites. They make billions of dollars in a country that doesn't even have elections. They make billions of dollars working with a country that has no respect for anyone or anything and they don't say a word about it but in america they're prepared to boycott a state and condemn them publicly to show and prove how woke they are they're hypocrites complete and total hypocrites considering moving the all-star game Coca-Cola trending on Twitter this weekend, some calling to boycott the soda. People promising not to buy products from the Atlanta-based company until they denounce Georgia's new election law. And the MLB reportedly applying pressure as well, the league considering moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Supporters gathered outside of Atlanta City Hall Saturday to show their support for Representative Park Cannon. This after Georgia State troopers handcuffed and hauled her out of the Capitol Thursday after she refused to stop knocking on Governor Brian Kemp's ceremonial office door while he was signing Georgia's new election law. Ralliers backing Park and protesting the new election law as critics question the legality of both. 
She may have knocked on the door, but I'm here with the rest of the community to answer the knock. You will not be governor again. I've tried hard to find some legal justification for this arrest, and I can't find it. The new law makes some... You know why? Um, you can't find anything, um, for anything. Because she did something wrong. Changes like adding an optional Saturday of early voting, allowing the state to take over underperforming election systems, and adding more requirements to absentee voting. Now, critics say these changes will lead to voter suppression, but supporters say it was time to update the law. All of our elections will be closer, so any even small amounts of illegal voting are going to have really significant impacts. So any steps we can take to try to limit that and eliminate that are going to be good for all voters at the end of the day. If you want to dig into the specifics of this law and how it impacts you, go to 11alive.com. Cheese, crackers, cheese, crackers. Baseball's commissioner, Rob Manfred, said that this... So the governor is blasting Major League Baseball's decision to strip Georgia of this year's All-Star Game. Joining us now exclusively on Channel 2 to talk about that decision, Governor Kemp, thank you for being with us. Uh, Baseball's commissioner, Rob Manfred, said that this is all about taking a stance against ballot box restrictions, referencing the newly passed voting legislation here in Georgia. What's your reaction? Well, Javita, thanks for having me. My reaction is Major League Baseball has caved to the cancel culture and a bunch of liberal lies, quite honestly. Uh, he didn't cite one specific part of the bill that he disagrees with, and it's because Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams continue to lie about the Election Integrity Act that I just signed. And I believe for your viewers at home, you might as well get ready because now that they're coming after your baseball game, they're going to come after your business. They're going to come after your way of life. But I will tell you, I'm not backing down. This is a good bill that provides more access, especially on the weekends and many other things that I've been saying for days. And it's really a, a sad day for hardworking Georgians, for baseball fans like myself, that Major League Baseball just caved to the pressure. Governor, you said uh, cave to the pressure. But also during the last election cycle, you and many others said that there was no fraud here, that there were no problems with the elections here in Georgia from November uh, through the runoff and then January. Um, so, so if people feel like there was nothing wrong, then what needs to be changed? And so if they want to make changes, how is that caving to pressure? Well, I guess Major League Baseball doesn't support us adding additional days for people to vote early, is all I can say. Dovita, you got an organization that's headquartered in New York where you have to have an excuse to be able to vote an absentee ballot. In Georgia, you do not. In New York, they have 10 days of early voting where people can vote early. In Georgia, you have 17. And now if a county takes advantage of the two optional Sundays that was added in this bill, you'll have 19 potential days that people can, can vote um, early. That's nine days more than New York. Yet the commissioner's pulling the game from here, hurting our small business owners because he simply doesn't know what's in the bill. Uh, the pressure from the White House and from the organization that Stacey Abrams runs, you know, they're, they're up there lying. Nobody will call them out. What the president said the other day, he got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post. 
you know, the mechanics of the election this year, there was definitely problems. The legislature, I think, did a great job of wading through those and making some good changes that's going to help the county elections officials. Some of the things in the bill, bill was recommended by the Association County Commissioners of Georgia. The photo ID or voter requirement we've had since 2006 in Georgia is going to speed up the absentee voting process by mail at the local level so that results can be reported quicker. All these people that are bowing to the cancel culture, none of them has, have cited one example of why you should be boycotting this game. I, I asked them that. They, they don't mention that. It's just the political pressure that's on them. And it's, it's a good thing for your viewers to know that that is coming to your house and your neighborhood now. But I will tell you, we, we will continue to fight that because we are on the right side of this and the truth will set you free. Right. So, Governor, I understand everything you're saying, but also throughout the whole election cycle, uh, so many people said that there was no fraud here. There were no problems. So now when you want to sort of change everything. Well, Davida, I would I would disagree with you that there were no problems. When you have people that are trying to monitor the election that are pushed away where they can't see that, that is a problem. You know, the president brought up the whole thing about water the other day, which he is not, you know, factually correct. He's lying on. But the question is, why were people standing in line so long that they would need food or water? Shouldn't those voters be upset that they're having to stand in line four to six hours where the General Assembly and I was? In this bill, we fix that by mandating more equipment at the precincts. And if people have to wait over an hour, it forces the county elections office the next election to do something about that. So people aren't out there long enough that, that need to do that. I mean, it's ridiculous for people to be standing in line for six hours. That doesn't happen all over the state. It happened in specific places. When, when counties are starting and stopping the counting of the vote, it brings doubt and confusion to the voter. And I'm not saying fraud. I'm just saying confidence in the process. Right. And that's something else that the that the legislature dealt with this in, in this bill. Right. Certainly, Governor, we've seen people stand in line for hours for elections before. Absolutely. And there were no drastic changes made after that. It was like, OK, well, that's how Election Day went. And so we're going to move on to the next Election Day. But uh, I think so many I people. Dis I would disagree. Yeah, I would disagree with you on that, Joe Vita. I know when I was Secretary of State, when counties would have long lines, their election boards would meet and, and make sure that that didn't happen again or take instances where, where that's uh, taken care of. And now the legislature's gotten so tired of these perennial counties where these issues don't happen, they, they did something about it this year. It has nothing to do, you know, there's people that, you know, I'm sure think there was fraud in the election and other people that think it was just fine. And you can be wherever you are on that. But it still doesn't change the facts of this bill, makes the mechanics of the election better. It provides more access for weekend voting, and it's doing a lot of things that we've been doing in Georgia for a long time to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. Governor, what would you say to those critics who say, critics of these changes who say the changes are only being made because the people didn't get the results that they wanted? Some people did not get the results they wanted, so now they want to change all the rules of the game. And I'm well, sure you've would, heard. You've, I'm sure them, you've heard that well, criticism here in the last few weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I would, I would ask them, you know, what are the specific things that they don't like about the bill? And I've been answering those kind of questions and talking to people uh, ever since I finished signing it. And the legislature did that for four or five months when they were debating the bill. But I'll also tell you, the people that voted for this bill, 
You know, they were duly elected on November 3rd as well. The Republican majority won won and kept strong majorities in the General Assembly, uh, in the Senate and the House. And, you know, they felt like this was important to do. And again, there's provisions in this bill, uh, Joe Vita, that, that, you know, the Democrats weighed in on, you know, county elections officials were asking the legislature to do. You know, you can look back in the past. There's been election cleanup bills time and time again. If this bill hadn't a, if this bill hadn't a passed, you wouldn't have drop boxes right now. They've never been in the law before. It was only done because of a emergency power the state election board had under the public health state of emergency. So if this bill hadn't passed, you wouldn't even be able to allow to, to have drop boxes in the next right. election. And we have addressed that in a secure way in adding those to counties that didn't have them uh, during 2020. Some counties didn't have drop boxes. And so this past election cycle was different in that we were all uh, having to vote during a pandemic. So a lot of those changes were made for the safety of the public, thinking about the safety of our elderly and sick people who needed to get out to cast their ballots. So so those changes were made under that umbrella. Um, but certainly they were changes that many people thought were positive and effective. And now it looks like it's all being changed back again. Well, I would disagree saying that, that everybody thought they were positive and effective. Uh, some of the things that the General Assembly weighed in on, they, they obviously didn't think that. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that didn't think it was proper for ballot drop boxes to be out there. They were supposed to be secured or either having a camera on them, and you go back after the fact, and there were no cameras on them. They weren't secured at certain times of the day and, and weren't monitored, which is concerning for a lot of people, quite honestly. And that was something that was addressed. Didn't take them away. Uh, just securing the ballot drop boxes, which I think most people think is a smart thing to do. Okay, and those those comments came from, there were county elections offices who said that their their ballot drop boxes were secured and that there were cameras on them. And then, of course, the Secretary of State's office also co-signed that to say that that was in place. And so I think many voters expected that that was the case and it was happening. Um, Governor, I well, think... I Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's been people that have asked for those tapes to see those cameras and they were not available because the cameras weren't working or they were never put on the drop boxes in the first place. But, you know, that's certainly something that we could document, men, if we need to. All right. Governor Kemp, thank you so much for your time. We've run out of time here, but thank you, as always, for joining us to talk about these issues. Tonight's matchup, me versus an ugly fender. All right. So Governor Kempe is not, um, didn't throw the first pitch by the, um, by the Atlanta Braves due to that, um, thing. Vaccinations, more than 4 million doses. We've had a new record with COVID-19 vaccinations, more than 4 million doses being distributed in one day. But there are still worries. Some areas are opening up too fast. The Texas Rangers are playing their first game, allowing 100% capacity. But is it safe? Here's Jim Murray. The largest gathering of Americans in more than a year is happening today as the Texas Rangers open their stadium to 100% capacity for tonight's home opener. That's more than 48,000 people sitting shoulder to shoulder cheering on their team. Globe Life Park is taking precautions. The roof is open for air circulation. Masks are required except when eating or drinking. Social distancing will be enforced at concession stands. Universal Theme Park in Orlando declared itself at full capacity today, 
the third day in a row. Airports are also packed with passengers as airlines see a surge in travelers this week. A lot of people traveling today. In Atlanta, America's busiest airport, the wait time for security is 45 minutes. It was a record-setting weekend with more than 6 million people traveling by plane, a pandemic high, and experts are once again warning of a potential fourth wave. But this time, the most vulnerable are not the older people, the majority of whom have been vaccinated. The target is younger people who are still waiting for their shots. I couldn't taste or smell anything. Lydia Perosi is a 24-year-old producer at Inside Edition. She admits she let her guard down and ended up contracting COVID-19. I have been going to restaurants and things that are permitted now. I completely thought I was in the clear. Uh, so close, but not close enough, I guess, like right when I was just about to be able to get the vaccine. Infectious disease expert, Dr. William Schaffner. Younger people indeed are spreading this virus because they're the ones that are being more, shall we say, casual. They're taking off their masks and going about. So they're spreading the virus amongst themselves. In New York City, Jerry Seinfeld spoke out after performing his first live show since the pandemic began. It felt like getting electrocuted in a good way. In the moment of a laugh, you forget every problem you've ever had. And to end on a high note, Mariah Carey posted this video of her getting her COVID vaccination. <laughs> Mariah revealed this was only her first shot, so she still has one more to go. The mainstream media wants to cancel her, wants to expel her, but she's still standing. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you holding up? You're terrific. Um, how are you? Good evening. I'm doing well, Greg. How are you doing? I'm all right. But look, uh, once again, Twitter is out to get you. You tweeted something very beautiful, I think, for Easter. Let's put it up on the screen. He is risen. He is risen. Christ has risen. You'll be surprised. Maybe you won't be. But how little talk there was about Christ in public circles on Easter. More about jelly beans and that kind of junk. Did this tweet get you in trouble or not? Because I hear that. Well, what happened after this? So I tweeted that um, Easter message, he is risen, happy Easter. Uh, I also had retweeted a, a tweet about abortion. Um, and then I got suspended for 12 hours on Twitter with no explanation, received the email, received the notification that I was suspended on Twitter. And then later in the day, Twitter admits that they made an error once again. So I got suspended for 12 hours for the second time in a matter of weeks on this platform that has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on their um, on their platform, on their technology, but yet they somehow keep making little mistakes and suspending me. Well, they, let's take a look at the statement. Yeah, it seemed a coincidence? I don't think so, but let's take a look. Oh my gosh, lots of words there. Same statement on April 4th and on March 19th. A combination of technology, blah, 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 blah. This action has been reversed. Uh, and your account has been reinstated. What did you do on March 19th? What did you do? What did they say? What what happened on March 19th? Uh, that happened to be the same day that Democrat from California, uh, Representative Gomez, introduced his resolution to expel me from Congress for doing absolutely nothing wrong. You see, these people can't even file an ethics complaint on me, but they are just so offended that I won't back down uh, for, from stopping 
what they're trying to do. And I, I do it. I, I go on the floor. I call for roll call votes to put Congress on record for voting, and they just can't take it. They'd love to pass their bills through the dark of the night, and they're very offended by that. They're just offended by my conservative values and my willingness to call them out and speak the truth. So Twitter apparently doesn't like it either, which I really could care less because, you know, I think once President Trump launches his social media platform, most people will be done with Twitter. And then it'll just be one big, um, I guess, leftist, woke, progressive chat room where they just all virtue signal to themselves about how voting and or is uh, showing IDs as racist or something ridiculous like that. Well, you know what though? I still think we got to fight in that forum. I've had I've gone back and forth on this myself, and I think we've got to present our ideas even when lost. But I will point out that uh, Twitter is strangely tolerant of uh, far left horrible nonsense. Louis Farrakhan, let's go ahead and put this tweet up, shall we? Uh, Louis Farrakhan, thoroughly and completely unmasking the satanic. I can't even say this. This is totally anti-Semitic, so strange. But this uh, this gets liked on uh, on Twitter and uh, retweeted, and uh, no problem. Let's have a look at another one. Let's see who's this guy. Some some uh, some the, one of the leaders, the leader in in Iran. Holocaust is an event whose reality is uncertain. If, if it has happened, it's uncertain how it has happened. This is the kind of stuff that is uh, tolerated on Twitter. But Happy Easter somehow. Will land you, Congresswoman, in Twitter jail. How strange is that? By the way, I'd love to get your take on the uh, All-Star Game situation. You're from Georgia. It has now been designated. It will take place in Denver. Seems crazy. Seems unnecessary. Your thoughts overall? My thoughts overall are this. When Major League Baseball wants to stop requiring identification to pick up tickets at the will call window, then we can have a conversation about showing an ID to vote. When Delta wants to stop requiring people to show an ID to fly on their airline, then we can have a conversation about showing ID to vote. When Coca-Cola wants to change the laws in our country where people don't have to show ID to buy their alcoholic beverages, then we can have a conversation about showing ID to vote. I have a strong opinion on this, and it is not racist to require people to have an ID to vote. It's very racist. To, to assume that black people are not intelligent enough to be able to get an ID to vote. So I think the Democrats are the ones that are, that are definitely being the racist in this situation. They're looking down on black voters, and so are these very rich CEOs of these very successful corporations. Uh, by the way, boycotting. Are you thinking about that? I personally have stopped drinking Coke. Personally, I'm not calling for a boycott. It's not good for you anyway. But I did remember what they did, their nasty little statement. And I said, you know what? I'm done with that. What do you think of boycotts? The president, President Trump, basically endorsed one the other day and said conservatives have to get their act together when it comes to that stuff. Well, I'm a big believer that you're in control of your money and where you spend it is is definitely your business. And if we want to, we should be doing everything we can to um to stop these corporations and what i call corporate communism and that's exactly what it is it's corporate communism it's these corporations push pushing their leftist ideology onto their employees and onto their customers and that's just flat out wrong and so yeah i'm a i'm a believer and if people don't like a, a company's policies if you don't like the way you're being treated then you can take your dollars elsewhere. So I support people in doing that. But I also think that business is important. 
and businesses should focus on one thing only, and that's their customers. Yeah, not virtue signaling and not all that other stuff. I think they're up to some sort of regulatory things, and they have an international audience that they sometimes worry about as well as uh, uh, Americans. So, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're amazing. Thank you for coming back. Come back anytime. Uh, Congresswoman from Georgia, Republican, to be continued, and thank you. Let's come out of the gate tonight and start naming companies right away. Companies that conservatives need to punish for their anti-American behavior. Major League Baseball, Coke, and Delta are the first three that come to mind, right? But sadly, there are so many others that have turned their backs on not only their shareholders, but their customers as well. Pulling baseball's all-star game from Atlanta, Georgia, will hurt the very community they are trying to virtual signal to. A majority black city that will now lose nearly $200 million in revenue because rich white CEOs are more concerned about showing the world how pretentious they are when it comes to solving the world's perceived and mostly phony social issues. That's called being woke, and it's all part of the culture war aimed at destroying American society by dividing us in a quest to make us all hate each other. Former NBA star Charles Barkley spelled it out. Politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. Charles Barkley, if you're listening, I need you on the program. All right, more people need to hear that kind of straight talk. And folks, no longer should we sit back and just take it. No longer should we let the fake news media push fake news stories like nearly every one of its stories surrounding Georgia's new election integrity law. The media helped force the virtue signaling Major Baseball, Major League Baseball, to pull out of the All-Star game in Georgia. The Republican Party cannot win without lying, cheating, or suppressing the vote, and know it. Republicans tried to steal the last election through the courts. That didn't work. So now they're trying to steal the next election through voter suppression. The Republican Party, the Republicans are bullies, and they are bullying those who are disenfranchised. They're against everything that would help Americans, and Americans are catching on, and that's why they have to suppress the vote. Oh, none of that is true. And they all know it. Now, clearly, the MLB listened to those loons and never actually read the law. First, the media breathlessly reported that early votes would close at 5 p.m. each day. But the law simply spelled out the minimum amount of time polls had to be open. Because the law clearly states poll hours can be extended from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., at the, quote, registrar's discretion in each county, city, whatever it may be. But the media never told you any of that, did they? They got focused on that, 5 p.m. There is still this ridiculous issue of water at the polls. Just listen to the propaganda spout off about the goal of white people to make black voters die of thirst before they ever get a chance to vote. This is nothing but punitive designed to keep people from voting. You can't provide water for people about to vote. Give me a break. These are the kind of people who would pass a law to keep Jesus from beginning a cup of water while he's dying on the cross. It also makes it so that uh, outside groups can't provide water or food to people in line, right? At the end of the day, if you're passing a law that makes it a criminal offense 
to hand out water and food to people who have to wait in line, that is voter suppression. No, it's not. And none of that is true either, by the way, folks. None of it. So if you got questions, listen to me. You see, they didn't do what I did. Read the entire 98-page New Georgia voter election integrity law. Yes, it states, quote, no person shall solicit votes in any manner or display any campaign material or participate in the giving of any money or gifts, including but not limited to food and drink to an elector. But that's all within 150 feet of the polls. You've all seen the marks that they lay off before you go in to vote, right? But have you ever heard one liberal fake news reporter read line 1888 of the law? where it specifically states it will not, quote, prohibit a poll officer from making available self-service water from an unattended receptacle to an elector waiting in line to vote. They just don't want you handing out cupcakes to get your vote. That's basically what's happening here. No one is going to die of thirst. You just can't bring the cupcakes, right? So what happens? Woke white liberals patronize minorities by insisting so many of them don't have an ID. Well, our good friend Benny Johnson proved this idea to be a total farce. I don't think it's racist or prejudice against people that ask about ID. Gee, I can't believe it. And I'm I heard that no one in Georgia has an ID. It's not racist to ask somebody to validate who they are, no matter what race you are. I mean, like doesn't matter. Is asking for validation of who you are a racist thing? It's not racist. It's not racist. It's not racist. So I have a question for Major League Baseball. Will it stop asking me to show my ID when I pick up my tickets at Will Call when I'm taking my son to the game, which I really don't want to do anymore now after all of this? Will Delta stop asking me to present my ID before I get on one of its flights? But if we can't ask for ID to vote, then who the heck are we as a society? This is the woke hypocrisy designed to create racial chaos, again, to divide us. But here is what you probably don't know. The new Georgia voter law has a provision. If you don't have a state-issued ID, you can use your social security number, but the media won't tell you that either. I'm Rob Finnerty. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please join the conversation in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe, too. Hit the bell icon to be alerted to breaking news. And remember, there's a whole lot more on Newsmax TV, America's fastest-growing cable news network. Newsmax TV, where real news for real people. Senator Cruz and Senator Lee down involving Georgia. So Major League Baseball, the only sport I've ever liked is alienating me as a fan because major league baseball is canceling the all-star game in in georgia they're going to move that all-star star game somewhere else why because of georgia's awful terrible jim crow racist voter law that is still more lenient than most at least many states in the country including very left-wing states like new york New York has significantly more restrictive voter laws 
than Georgia does now under the Republican bill. So is MLB, are they going to move the game to, to New York? Well, they, that would be weird, wouldn't it? That'd be awkward. They wouldn't even have to justify it. They wouldn't, they would just do it, right? Because Georgia currently has a Republican governor. New York has a Democrat governor. Democrats, according to the, their own logic, the, the Democrat state is worse but it just doesn't matter. I mean, don't forget, they, they hailed Andrew Cuomo as the great COVID savior. He was the great hero of coronavirus. He was the worst governor in the country by a long shot on coronavirus. Committed crimes in his handling of coronavirus. Doesn't matter. They won't answer for that. When they try to hold him accountable because he's not looking good on TV, they'll just get him on some other thing. They'll, they'll say he winked at his secretary. So uh, probably it's not going to be a big deal, which is why Republicans need to exercise political power here. Cruz and Lee are calling on the federal government. Uh, Jeff Duncan, too, who's a representative, uh, in, you know, he's a Republican in the House of Representatives. They want to strip the MLB of antitrust exemptions that grant them immunity from federal anti-monopoly laws. Mike Lee pointed out that MLB has legal protections that other sports leagues like the NFL and the NBA don't have. So they should lose those. Well, but Michael, that's you're only doing this because the MLB went woke. Yup, that's true. You, you got it. Well, but Michael, the, the left wields government power, and we don't want to be like the left. Uh... Don't, we don't want to win. <laughs> we don't want to be successful. We don't want to have a sophisticated understanding of politics. I don't want to wield government power in the, the same way that the left is doing it, because I think the stuff that the left is doing is bad. The stuff that government that the left is wielding government power for is bad. But So I don't want to do that. I want to wield government power for good stuff, like all politics comes down to, like Republicans have done until very, very recently like we all understood, is the end of government, like the people gave us power to do. Goodness gracious. I am so glad, this is sort of tangential to the point on the MLB antitrust protections, I am so glad that I canceled my MLB TV membership. It actually hurt me, because it's the only sport I like, so I'd watch the Yankees. And I canceled it last year when MLB said they were going to reverse the letters and put BLM on the pitcher's mat. I said, I'm out, I'm done. I don't care. I, I paid for the year, I think, or but there were some issues with it, and I think I was able to save some. I just I, I didn't even care if I pay, already paid for it. And I was going. I just wrote to them. I said, cancel my membership. They canceled it. I really wanted to start it up again this year, but they keep up the nonsense. They don't get my money, and that's that. They don't want my money. They, they don't need my money, or they they don't want a relationship with conservatives. That's fine. All right, we're gonna f finish up every all the videos tomorrow night so um tune in to tomorrow night's show we thank everybody and we'll speak tomorrow night